to Go Ahead, I'm Listening, a Melanin-Minded Mental Health Podcast. I'm Cam. And I'm Prof. What's up? And um, we're here for another episode this week. Um, we have a special guest with us. We like to... Marco. Everybody know me by Marco Davis. The neighborhood barber. All right. Gave over, I believe it was $3,000 worth of free haircuts this uh, summer. Oh, that's awesome. Man, that's a hundred. Yeah. That is. Do it for the hard every year. Nah, they uh, was calling me out. They knew. I always reached out to people to, mm-hmm. you know, if they need haircuts or whatnot, you know, let me do it for free, you know, just with my time. And yeah. I was with the Houston Texans at the YMCA. I did that. Uh, I did J Prince. Man, it was so many of them. You look yeah. down on my Instagram, you'll yeah. see them all. So, man, that's what's up. Congratulations. And you can man. follow me at Marco Davis. At, uh, it's Marco, not M-A-R-C-O, M-A-R-C-E-A-U-X. Okay. For the native of Louisiana. Or that's, that's where you're from? No, I was actually, out of my cousins, uh, I was really the only uh, child born in Houston. A lot of my other cousins were either... I think I got two cousins that was born in Germany, and everybody else was from Shreveport. Okay, Shreveport. Okay. I was the only cousin for a long time that lived in Houston. Okay, that's what, now you people here? Everybody here. <laughs> no, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. But yeah. just to uh, so your, uh, to follow you on Instagram, you said... It's M-A-R-C-E-A-U-X Davis. Okay. Okay. And uh, Marco is actually... Um, a listener who reached out to us yes. and um, had some stuff he wanted to say. I think I think he's ready. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm at war right now, and I'm, I'm ready to attack back. So yeah. So um, again, before we get into it, um, follow us on um, Instagram, also at Go Ahead I'm Listening, and um, download um, the podcast. Uh, On Apple, Google Play, Spotify, all the therapy, and go to therapy because we we want y'all to listen to the whole episode. We also appreciate and y'all might not, so, so we gonna say this twice: the yes. beginning and the end. We gonna talk about the stuff that, and we love y'all. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Um, all right, Marco, we listen. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it'd be hard to you know really. To begin, as a black male, you know, it's, it's really hard mm-hmm. just to be a black man, period. And when you become a father, it seems like it comes worse. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, I always say this to my black women. You know, I love y'all. No disrespect to anything I say. I just speak from the heart and mm-hmm. speak from facts. And it's just, we need to get the issue solved. Um, I have three children. Two girls, one of them, uh, the little boy, I'm not sure if he's mine or not. I was fighting with the courts to get a DNA. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let me. Said his signature was already there. 
I had to get a lawyer. Um, I'm actually, I had just got a text message last week mm-hmm. saying I had a warrant for my arrest for not coming to court due to him. Um, I'm some, I'm figuring out right now how to fight, fight that. I just lost my little girl to, um, some people that I don't know and dealing with CPS. This is like really my second time dealing with them and just seeing how they protocol and how they operate is like we it's you under attack, period. The mother don't want the child. They overlooked me, my mom. It was so much of an argument up in there with me, the husband and the wife that has my child. Fourteen months all I did was fight, fight, fight. I plead, I plead, I did everything I was supposed to do. Um, one thing I've noticed with these organizations or whatever they want to call them, from child support to CPS, we're talking to our own people. Mm-hmm. And I notice how prejudiced we are against each other <laughs> when it comes to the situation. Sometimes I get fear to talk to a woman about what I go through because all I hear is, you slept with me. <laughs> it's like, okay, well. That's done and over with. I know. Mm-hmm. What about me wanting to be a father? I never get the answer to that. Never. Never. And it's like, people will ask me, well, what do I suggest we do? We need to be more independent. You know, um, for the mothers that do struggle with, you know, providing for their kids or whatnot. I have nothing against welfare. Welfare is a problem that has broken up. Mm-hmm. homes or whatnot, but it needs to be rewritten because no equal rights for fathers at all. I've been dealing with that for a long time. Not only me, but other fathers. Sure. So, it's a war. It's not a battle. It's a war. It really is. More fathers, mothers. I, I speak more than the black community. When people, you know, quick to ask me, well, what about the... I don't live it. Right. I'm living and speaking what I see in our black community. And they always saying the issue is because the black father's not there. Well, what is what about the women that's denying us? You know. Not only I I really don't blame the women. I blame the system before I blame them. Cause you also got some fathers out here. <laughs> trust me, right along with it, you know, so we under attack and we attacking each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like not only I ask myself or come up with suggestions, what do we do? I ask everybody else, what do we do? Because I think it's 73%, they say, of fathers are not in the household. That's a high number. 73%, that's high. And I just kind of feel like welfare is a solid weapon for a solid war. So. We got to do something about it because there's a lot of fathers out here are being locked up, uh, falsely accused, just like I have been twice, three times, really, with my oldest. Uh, we just not heard. We not heard at all. Just got to find a way to fight, man. Here I am ducking and dodging, can barely move in the streets because they want to take me to jail for being a father. That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't give y'all the money. <laughs> Why 
yeah, take it, you know. So, uh, I haven't seen none of my kids really lately. And my <laughs> oldest, my youngest, I was seeing her at the CPS office. Right, they believe it or not, it's like not prison for a child, but for me, mm-hmm. I gotta walk away as these folks thinking my child is emotional. Sure, very emotional. So, CPS very, um, they don't handle their cases, right? They overlook a father. Child support is very unconstitutional. You know, I'm a borrower. My life has been taken. Twit card has been. <laughs> registration I had to get it to somebody else's name and then transfer it back over for me to be good so how are you supposed to work when you're taking everything from you go to court they don't let you talk the mom talks more than the father gets to talk and then it bothers me more they give them the right if you want them to go to jail and negotiate the negotiation is never the first time answer so it's a struggle like it really is for fathers I hear I see it hear it I'm one that's living it so So thank you I think that um I have a lot of questions (laughs) but um I think that your pain and your struggle is real like um it's I can feel it like I can feel the hurt um, and I agree with you. I think that um, it's easy to be judgmental, to make assumptions about like, well, you shouldn't have done, you knew what you was doing. Um, but really none of that matters. Right? <laughs> like, exactly. like, like exactly. none of it matters in the, in the context of the here and yeah. now, right? And it also sounds like you you got like a multitude of things going oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. on. Like it's different. I'm imagining that. So each kid has a different mom. Yes. Okay. So each situation is very different. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah. Between my oldest, how and old my is the oldest? She just made nine. Nine. Okay. And that situation, that is like. Is is that that situation like you yeah, like literally has put me in depression, has traumatized me and dealing with my youngest daughter's mm-hmm. mom has just made it work. I have I don't like to call it hate, but my with my oldest daughter mom, mm-hmm. I could it's no forgiving. And, you know, I honestly feel like she coached my daughter. And a lot of people don't, you know, they be like, how can you if you when I was talking to one of the FBI's, I was accused. FBI. I mean, say, it, it, <laughs> it gets deep. It gets deep. <laughs> the first incident happened. I was fighting with. Well, let me take it back. My oldest daughter ended up in CPS because her mom tried to kill her. It was a packet, this dick, dick, from CPS, explaining how she tried. You know how it was. Some her mom told her her mom is deceased. She was hearing things or whatnot. CPS lasted for a whole year. Once again, they overlooked me, gave it to the old, uh, her oldest sister. After the case was closed, the oldest sister gave my daughter back to the mother. 
<laughs> it was on from then. So the mother she's not supposed to. She wasn't that. supposed to have it, and it's still ordered to this day. She's not supposed to have it. I been brought, I, I don't know how many them things I done filled out from the uh, attorney general's office. I get a letter back denied. We can't even do anything for you. Um, she had. I'm like, CPS was calling me back to back to back so many times. I think it was like 17 times. I'm like, what is going on? Uh, uh, for, uh, somebody called CPS on for child neglect. I'm letting them know for one, she's not supposed to have her. For two, where is she? All the addresses that I was getting, <laughs> I'm talking about white people or the Mexicans was opening the door. Like, no. Yeah. Um, but the child's mother, like, gave me so much of a ride around. I ended up getting her for a little bit when I had her. Uh, her sister gave let me get her. She was like, she didn't want nothing to do with me or the mother. The sister who had custody yeah. of her initially? Yes. Okay. No, no problem with me. Um, so when I did have her, I think it was like summertime. Police knocked at the door. I opened the door. It was like eight, nine police at the door asking for DeMarcus Davis for kidnap. I say, what do you mean kidnap? This is my daughter. If I didn't have that court order or no proof, I was going to go to jail for kidnap. I went upstairs, got the court order, showed it to them. Boom. They just drove out. They were like, okay, well, if you have concerns about your daughter going back to her mother, you don't have to give it back. Cool. That's all I needed to hear. Right. Police telling me that? Fine. Cool. About a month passed after that. Uh, I was getting, I was trying, <coughs> I was in the gym for, in Savannah, I was getting ready for Golden Glove. i never forget, my grandmother called. She's like, well, the mother and uh, some dude at the door here to pick up your daughter. I'm like, do not let her go. Do not let them go. So I talked to my daughter over the phone, and I just want, I just asked, do you want to go, you know, with your mom? She was like, no, I want to see my sisters. My sister was never in the car. She just lied to my daughter, said that. Right. Drove off. Pretty much the same. If she got my daughter, she don't have to give it back. The next day, I get a call from her saying, uh, she, this is how she said it. Uh, your daughter say, my, uh, your, your daughter say you touched her. I say, come on now. Bring me my daughter back home. It went on from the next day after that. <laughs> I understood. The Steve Wilco show called me. I say, who is this? Actual Steve Wilco. I say, look, let me stop you right there. <laughs> I'm not coming on no show. I'm not taking no lie detector test. I don't trust them things. Yeah. I'm not about to help you with your ratings. I hung up. The secretary, whoever called back, tried to bribe me. We give you two thousand dollars, keep in your pocket, put you in a nice hotel, fight. Man, bye. <laughs> right. Cause if I do pass this lie detector test or whatever, I, I I don't trust them things. Them them shows and all that, I don't trust it. FBI calls me in after this, uh, after the Steve Wilcox and all that. They do the uh test with my daughter, put the little dolls in front of her. My daughter was three at this time. Right. She said that I did it when she was four. I didn't have one when she was four. The mom kept loud talking to people, so they had to pull her out the room. 
my daughter couldn't explain. My daughter asked for me. She wanted to still come back home. They turned her back over to my daughter, case was closed, no evidence. They couldn't say what, I, what my daughter said if I touched her at night. Five, six years, I didn't see her. So my oldest daughter, mom, calls my mom. My mom called me and said, um, she don't want, uh, she can't handle your daughter right now, your oldest. This is my oldest. She can't handle her. Mom gave her to my mom. Go to Dallas. My daughter gets out there to Dallas and starts saying that she's going to do what her mom tells her to do. And we like, what is that? So she just... We, we, you know, we, we didn't start thinking about it. We would let her talk to her mom, but every time she would talk to her mom, my daughter would flip out, start having these problems. Yeah. Long story short, she started screaming and hollering, banging on the door in Dallas uh, and when my mom had her. We trying to figure out, we ain't seen you in six, five, five to six years. Why are you acting like this? Police came, uh, trying to investigate what's wrong with my daughter or whatnot. You know, they left her there. I had to come. I was. I think I was driving back and forth from Houston to Dallas. Like, if it wasn't every day, almost every other day, it was getting serious out there. Come to find out, my daughter has been diagnosed with some some issues. I I forgot what it was called. Her mom has been coaching her to, you know, have hate towards me because she had once again said that she reopened the case. That I had sexually assaulted her or touched her. They opened it up, investigated me again, took me back through all this ups and downs. I got so frustrated with at the point I was like, yo, what do I need to do? Because my daughter is not becoming dangerous to me. Because I have not done such things. They went through the same thing. The mom kept switching up the story, switching up the story. Caseworker was kind. She said, look. It, it blew me off when she said, she said, look, I know you didn't do nothing to your daughter. I can hear from the mom that she, you know, switching up the story. This the investigation. Yes. Uh-huh. She said, you will be surprised how many of these cases we have. I, mm-hmm. I say, well, wow, sounds common to me. I say, she say, sorry to tell you, you know, I, I'm all for fathers, but this is a protocol that we have to follow. I say, well, don't you think that makes y'all look kind of bad? If you for fathers and you following this protocol that's going against me, and you know it came out your own mouth that you know I didn't do anything. You look through your files and you see that my daughter's not supposed to be with her mother due to her mental illness. Y'all close the case and send my daughter back out. Come to find out, my daughter's mom's getting a check for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, that's not common. That's what they do. You know, it's like, if you was to go around with a camera and a microphone and ask so many women and then go ask the children, don't worry about the father, just ask the mothers and the children. Why the father's not around? You will hear almost so many stories. And then when you get deep into it, you will really see what they're doing. It's like laziness to me. It's a hustle. And when I say that, they get mad. Mm-hmm. It's a hustle. If I'm not giving you what you want or the amount that you expect, yeah, you're going to go run into them people. You know, after you, whether that's on welfare or whatnot, we're not even allowed in now. Mm-hmm. I was just watching this documentary today that if we used to ask our great-grandparents or even some of our grandparents, 
when welfare came around, 1965, I believe, um, they were sending out letters asking, you know, coming to your house, talking to you. They had agents sitting outside of these projects yeah. to see if a man was coming in or not. Like, wow, keep the father away. Like I told him, if I get once, I do get deep because when school starts back and, you know, things get back to business, I am about to start, write this petition, and I am going to go face-to-face with the uh, city council. All right, whatever it takes, I will, and a lot of other fathers' voices will be heard. This is not to attack black men at all, I promise. That's the vibe I'm getting every day. Just say that it's not to attack black men at all, it's to attack the system. Once we attack the system, black men, we must step up, come with solutions, our own independent business, like you guys, y'all counsel therapy. Uh, I think I forgot her name, I can't think of it, but she sent me a book about co parenting, black owned. You know, we can leave these people alone, and how people come because we. We talking our problem to these folks that's not living the problem. Mm-hmm. That's our problem. It's just hard, man. Being father, black man, period. Whether you got kids or not, sure, it's hard. It's hard for the system to have us attack. You know, we, we get frustrated. We get mad and say, "Well, our women not letting us in," and they'll say, "Well, he's not coming around." Like I told one of the dudes, I got nothing against stepfathers at all, I don't. But it's easier to be a stepfather than it is to be a father. I can see that. <laughs> they don't like that. I say that. Well, well, well. No. It's easier to be a stepfather than it is to be a father. Like, golly. And if I was to agree with this dude that she's with or whatnot, let's keep it, let's, let's not forget. I only get to see him on weekends. He's seeing her every day. So yeah. who that child vibing more with? That man or this man. And I'm the father. The system need to have it where the child and father. You know, the father can see each other every day. Y'all want to do a court visit or whatnot. But these visitations, every other day or, I mean, every other weekend? No. Yeah. Nah. It's not. It's unconstitutional. Then if I don't pay, I was working the last job. That's when I had to realize I, I won't be working for nobody else. I hustle this barber the best way I can, but I was I seen like nine hundred dollars a week. After child support deducted, state taxes, all that, I seen the check was like one oh eight. I was hurt. I got off the forklift so quick. They called my name. It was like it's no negotiating with y'all. Ain't y'all can do about it. <laughs> y'all gave me all the overtime. I appreciate y'all. I do, but I'm not about to be doing all this work for no one oh seven a week. Not at all. Well, you can't even survive. You can't. You can't. 107, you see that big truck I drive? <laughs> it takes 50 for a full up. No deal. I can't. So, I just rather make my $20, 25 a day. I mean, well, not a day, but you know, mm-hmm. I could. Mm-hmm. If I can get three, four of them a day, I'm satisfied. I got this thing where I put $20 up a day. Uh, right now, I'm fighting to get a lawyer. Even with these, some of these attorneys, I've been to some of the, what they call it, a constellation. Mm-hmm. When you talk to them, it's like you start to listen to them. It's like, are you, if I give you my money, are you working with me? Are you going to be working?
working against me. Mm-hmm. I had to give them why I got so many of them because they, it's like, I'm telling you what the law, I mean, you know, what the corruption is, how messed up it is. My daughter should have been placed with kinship. Her mother's told them she didn't want anything to do with her, her own child. So how y'all overlooked me and gave my daughter to somebody that's not blood related? And oh my gosh, they are attacking me. The girl can't have, she, you know, I don't know what that is. I, I'm not a woman. She's not allowed, I mean, not allowed, but she she tried pregnancy. She wasn't able to have a baby. Whatever that syndrome or symptom is, it's not having nothing to do with me. She has taken my daughter to take family pictures, her and her husband. Is it the people your oldest daughter's with? My youngest daughter. Your youngest daughter, okay. It's like, they just forget that I'm the father. And it's like, even her husband that. Well, what's the story with the youngest daughter? Her mom was uh had cocaine addiction, real bad. How old is the baby? She one. She's oh, okay. So she's a baby. Yeah, she's a baby. Um, me and the mom, and even still to this day, you know, I still have heart for her. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of anger in my heart for her though, but she had a bad cocaine addiction, and like throughout the whole pregnancy, she used and um. I never forget, she got in the car one day, you know, wanting to commit suicide. As a man, I didn't know what to do. I tried talking to her, keeping her calm, but you know, you know, when she, some drug addiction kind of, it's like listening, you're like, whatever, I ain't trying to hear that. It was always a problem. Police kept getting involved. Um, CPS ended up getting involved. I, uh, when she tried to kill herself, you know, the police and all them got involved, you know. They asked me the story, what happened or whatnot. Not me not knowing that CPS was going to get involved. In a way, it was good. Then in a way, it was bad. Mm-hmm. The, only re- the only reason why I said it was good because I ended up getting my rights. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was worse. Um... Long story short with her, she had a cocaine addiction. Um, we was getting into it. Like I said, a lot of violence getting involved between me and her, her friend. Um, she was saying how she didn't want the baby, how she was doing everything she could to kill it. Cause this is when she was pregnant? Mm-hmm, when she okay. was pregnant. I uh, met her one day at the abortion clinic with my half of the money. Now, this is even more so messed up. Like, when she got into the clinic, I never get the security guard came out. It was like, well, you can't come back there. Like, what you mean? We just walked in together. We're about to pay for this and do the, um, get this abortion. Yeah, like, she stated that she didn't want you here. I already gave people my money. I look out the window. Her and her friends took off with the money. Gone. I got mad. So I heard her get in the car. No, she stayed a street over from my grandmother. I followed Trying to figure out, like, yo, what's going on? We gonna, uh, you know, do this tonight? Police got involved again. <laughs> so I left it alone. We didn't hear from each other for like three months. The last time I did hear from her, the doctor called me. It was like she was giving birth. I think her blood pressure was like 280 over 90. Mm-hmm. So she had to have a C section because I think the doctor said she had hit like two grams that day. 
before, you know, oh. my daughter came. Okay. She was hitting hard, <laughs> real hard. So, daughter came. Well, we really thought it was a boy because she was never going to the doctor. She would never go to the doctor at all. I thought it was a boy at the doctor, so it was a, it was a daughter. We had no name. So we, we, I After I didn't hear from her, I was just like, maybe it ain't mine. Because that's what she kept saying to me. She kept calling me. It was just like I guess she needed me. We had a good bond, good relationship. When it was time for me to sign the birth certificate, we had an argument. She kicked me out because she didn't want me to sign the birth certificate. She still had in mind to give my daughter to her best friend and to let them adopt her. Once I got kicked out the hospital, no name on the birth certificate, it was over. CPS uh, wasn't reaching out to me. So for, in order for me to get hurt, I mean, I, I really went up there acted a fool. <laughs> I did. Somebody gonna hear me. Somebody gonna let me get this DNA. Some like y'all gonna do something. So she finally steps forward and say, "Yeah, he's the father." That's the only reason why they talked to me mm-hmm. and it's let me in. Took fourteen months for this case to get closed. They told my mom and me that it'll be selfish for them to take my daughter for the people that she's with. This is the best friend. Mm-hmm. In the caseworkers, they all agreed that it was selfish to take remove my daughter from my uh, from her uh, my child's mother's best friend to place her with me or my mom, which we are family. My daughter, my, her mom don't want her rights or nothing to do with it. I even had that on paperwork. Like we asked them, what does how is that selfish for my daughter to come home to her father or to my grand me her uh, grandmother? <clears throat> Well, that'll be selfish because she don't know your grandma, uh, her grandmother like that, and she only sees you on Fridays. I say, well, who fought is that? It's not mine. I did what I could to do to help my child's mother. She don't want nothing to do with it. I came to every visit for 14 months, came and supplied stuff. Those people did everything they could to throw me under the bus, threw my pants up, everything. Like, CPS just overlooks her father. The husband got stuck, gets up in the uh, in the meeting, you know, want to start loud, loud talking because I didn't want to say nothing. I didn't have nothing to say to his wife. His wife has attacked me like I'm the old drug dealer. Uh, he got murder on his record, all this other stuff. All that was self-defense or, you know, it's past whatever. They have nothing to do with me being a father. Right. My children have never been in harm. Even some, you know, they can throw up a pass on some of these fathers out here. I mean, let's let's, let's be real. A hundred and seven dollar check. What you what you gonna do? Like, what else could we do? Especially if that's how you grew up and street life is all you know. Right. But the moment you're ready to bag out, be a father, be a family man. Here come all this other crazy BS. I said to my, to the lawyer the other day, you ever notice how the fathers that take care of other kids, uh, other kids except their own kids, get pats on the back. And fathers like myself, we get attacked. He had to sit back and think about it. I said, yeah, that's true. Go in this courtroom. All them fathers that's up in that right now crying and telling you, I don't get my visit. She's taking half of my check. I just bought them this. That's a gift. Like, yo, what you mean? Money coming out of my pocket? You want to go buy all this stuff as a gift? Because if I don't send it to them, it's not considered you being a father. To the court. To the court. Yeah. 
And then your mind grows up in there. I need more money. Yeah, we'll take money, but your next check before <laughs> her wish was demanded. It's like, yo, this is so unconstitutional. But, like, I wanted to ask them, how is it that they can easily get an increase? If I send, if, if you, if, okay, 352 come out my check, and that's what I pay a month. Out of 352, she only got probably $100 out of that. Like, wow. <laughs> I started, you know, studying, digging deep. How is this child support then? I thought she was to get the whole 352. What do you got to think about Medicaid, state taxes, and then we got to get out of there? Wait, child support checks are taxed? Oh, they take all that. They don't get the whole thing. I did not know that. They don't go through a funnel. They don't get the whole I thing. I did not know that. They don't get the whole thing. So that's why they go up in there Well, this is not paying my bills and this mm-hmm. is not, yeah. It's like even if you're paying $500, she'd probably see like three eighty. I did not know that. Nope. That's crazy. And then out of that three eighty. So yeah. you really are paying the state? Yeah. Yeah, go through a funnel. They behind right now, $35 billion. Billion, whatever. Child support itself, or in the U.S., is $35 billion behind. That's why they so quick to lock us up. Everybody coming for it. You can't leave. You can't. No passport. Nothing. Which in no way benefits the child. At all. If you can't work, you nope. can't leave, you can't exist. Get to a point. If I was to, they was to see me in this house in the community right now, and I became because I think I'm twenty eight thousand for my oldest. Oh if my I God. came up, they probably come in the garage, take a car, get to a certain amount. They come in and take the keys in the house. Credential. I have spoken to so many homeless people. <laughs> Believe it or not, child support, welfare. In the welfare, so my understanding is that when you're on welfare, they do child support on the father if there's a father to identify. Any oh, you gotta have a father. You, you got to. And half of these men that's on child support now aren't even the father. Right. You just gotta have a man. Well, you say even with your son. You don't, there's never been any paternity stuff. I took my mom's while She never would bring him to take his. So that really, you don't even know that. You don't even know. And well, my oldest daughter was, it was a fight battle over that. I had sent over $2,000 at one time, thinking that the mom was getting it. The sister was on the Las Vegas cruise and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Told the judge that I thought it was back pay. From her other kid's father. How could you have? And what made me mad is they gave you separate cards. The judge went for that. <laughs> I'm like, if I was to say anything, there's 10 days contempt of court. Cannot speak in court. That's like, literally. It's been so many times I just wanted to sneak a video so people can see and believe me. Yeah, you can't even have your phone. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm being so risky with stuff, but I, I, you can't do it. You, you can't, so. And, I mean, based on what you say, and you have felonies. I'm not a felon. Uh, oh, I no have felonies, felony, but they dropped down to misdemeanors. Okay. Because we had to fight for them. But, okay. Uh, well, that's good. Because I'm just thinking of yeah. another way mm-hmm. in which. Employment can be tempted. Employment or existing, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, your yeah, ability yeah. to take care of yourself, is no, just is. even yeah. misdemeanors because that shit comes up. True. Yeah, because I have a true. class A, uh, and 
you know, class A is next to next to a uh, felony. It, which, if you have a class A, it pretty much was a felony, but it got dropped down pretty much. Mm. Um, I applied for two apartments, and I didn't even think about that. But you know, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh-huh. I asked a couple of mothers, do they ask them this? And they was like, no. But as if you're a father applying for an apartment, they got you. They ask you, are you on child support? Huh. I was like, what they got to do with anything? <laughs> so like, well, you know, based off your credit and they want they want to know if you're reliable and if, if you're taking care of your children. I said, so if I'm behind, I'm denied, right? Pretty much. I look at my credit score. I was wondering why I kept getting denied. My credit was always good, but child support, that's the only thing that's on my credit. Mm. So at least child support, child support, child support, child support, child support, child support. I'm in the red right now with my credit score. So it's like people not gotta, you know, they they gotta understand and see what's really going on. Like this. What what else am I to do? I feel like if I had no talent, <clears throat> if I couldn't write poetry, if I couldn't cut hair, if I couldn't I, I have many goals and things that I wanna do that I know will make money, but my concern is that I get the support for it. Right now, I don't see no support um, from. I, I've been, you know, you look at some of my Instagram pictures, you'll see I'm with some uh, Derek Muhammad and them marching, or I ain't gonna call it marching, but they had encouragement for fathers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like stuff like that, but we cannot do that just once a year. It's something that has to be spoken on every. Just now, you know, <clears throat> I try to, if I can make, out of three months, if I can make enough income where I can't just go out one month for the whole 30 days and just hand out free haircuts, just tour around the city and just here, and be here for an hour, free haircut to the youth, you know. We need stuff like that, you know, the youth. What's your name? No! You. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me some questions, please, <laughs> talk to me. Cam got the question. Let me just appreciate you. Let me appreciate the conversation. I really am. Appreciate y'all for listening. I tell Cam this a lot that um, black men not hurt. Mm-hmm. A lot. We're not. Um, and it's like um, Cam probably the only person I ever tell this. Pretty sensitive to say, like to even say I'm not hurt is emotion. <laughs> for men to equate emotion with femininity, they don't necessarily say that. Like even if they feel like they ain't being hurt, we just get angry or aggressive yeah. or silent <clears throat> or yeah. leave. That's the label I have right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what we mean. That's what all of that means. Yeah, I don't feel hurt. I don't feel validated. Yeah, as far as the system go, though, <clears throat> it always been about that, to break up the family. Like, that's the goal of it. Yep. And they done a good job doing so, like, honestly. Yeah, it's worked against us. Very successful. Yeah, it really has. I was watching this doc- the uh, documentary I was watching. It was on YouTube. I was just, just scrolling. It's called The uh, Negro Family. I think it was a book, and it was also a TV series. 
at that time. The when when they started hitting mothers with welfare, if we really go back into that history, they the the mother sat down with the father and was, you know, was like, Well look, this is what the white man has to offer. Father already having a hard time, mm -hmm. you know. He, he, thing is, it was a, it's a myth and it's a stereotype that the father wasn't working then. It, come on now, how wasn't he? How how so? Especially if the mother was in there cooking and he came home. Like I understand you can't just watch the the, the videos and all that, but when I go out and talk to other people, they'll tell you they always spoke with the father. Majority of the people that agreed at that time that that was a good idea did not know what the outcome was going to be. And they regretted it. I think at that time, a lot of domestic violence between men and women became around, but they didn't tell you it was really between father being domestic violent towards the mother for not being able to see their children. Mm -hmm. The mother had got comfortable with getting this little income, getting this free food. The government would tell them, this man is around, you won't get none of this. Yeah. Marriage at that time was at his low, because if they got married, then mm -hmm. that man better have had a house. That man had better had a nice little income for that woman, his kids, or however you know whoever he was, she was getting ready to marry. They did not know those rules until after they signed their name. Mm -hmm. As time goes by, we see that to this day. Sure. My friend, homegirl, she say, um, she, uh, the people came by, they just got to opening up every door. They even start checking clothes to see if we got male clothes in there. Yeah. It's like, yo, can't even come take a bath, sit with my kids, you can only be there for an hour or two. And when I looked at that paperwork, it states, no more than three hours a father can be in the home. In the home. I mean, it really is the destruction of the black family. That what was... That the poverty, that the reason why mm -hmm. people were at need was never addressed. Yeah. Right? The, that it was just here, but in the process that it destroyed the family and it destroyed people's ability to... Yeah, and it just led to another system that only reinforced it. Or one thing that they leave out. Well, they did that. I ain't gonna say they didn't necessarily leave it out. They just. I can, me personally, I can say it has caused. Stuff, dealing with stuff like that causes mental health issues. Sure. Depression. I'm dealing with it. Like, I can't sleep. Like, my, I'm 117, 118. Some days I just be chugging a bottle of alcohol like it's just water. I don't be wanting to think about it. I just sometimes I cry so I don't know if somebody ever cried where their eyes just started burning and your eyes just started hurting because no tears was no longer falling. I sometimes just wanna ask myself, do my heart even bleed anymore? Like I'm asking for one simple thing to be a father to my children. I reached out to my own dad two weeks ago. Wanted to take him out somewhere. Let's go sit and talk. Mm -hmm. He replies to my one of my sisters to reply back to me that he got four girls. Mm 
I would no longer ever talk with you. I would never look at him as a man. <laughs> I asked my sister, what church he preach at? So I could sit in his congregation and make him uncomfortable. Like, how can you just say that? When you got out of jail, when I was doing what I did, you was asking me to, to come hustle with me. And me as your son told you, nah. My dad pulled up in a brand new Mercedes. As a matter of fact, yesterday, I went to my grandma's house to go get my mail and get the rest of my clippers. He pulls up in a Mercedes Benz, nice diamond ring, gold chain, uh, a tire shop and a car lot. Why well, I ain't working with you? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't even look me in my eyes and say, what's up? You know, you disrespected my mom so bad. Last time I did visit him, we was little kids. He stumped his, uh, my sister's mama so bad. I see when some of these, you know, witnessing that, I can see some of these kids that are in the street, you can tell, you can just look in their face mm-hmm. and tell that that's what's going on in the household. They don't never, they might not speak about it, but they're not going to speak about it because I didn't mm-hmm. until now. Yeah. I didn't, you know. One thing I had to tell myself not to be a repeat of that dude. Mm-hmm. Be like, you gave $10 to my older daughter that one time compared to how you took care of all your other grandkids. And to say that I ain't your son, my grand, my kids ain't your grandkids. I, I couldn't even let that hurt me no longer because it just made me smile. It's like, dang. The, the seed you planted came out to be so much better than you. Cool. I want my kids to be way better than me. I'm not a bad guy at all. I've made some bad mistakes, bad decisions, but I understand everybody common sense ain't the same common sense, but common sense, God, leave. <laughs> it's the basics. You got a child, rather be with the woman or not, take care of your responsibilities. Common sense. <laughs> Come on, common sense. I refuse to transition off this earth without having the memories that I have with my children now are me visiting them at a CPS home or if they was home with me, I had to deal with the police, FBI, all these other people. It was never no peace. Mm-hmm. And before I transition, I will fight not only for my peace with my kids, but every any other father that's dealing with what I'm going through. I will say to the fathers, <laughs> they can say it, take it how they want to. Any father that tells me or or any man to tell me, just anybody, period, to tell me or any other father, just wait 18 years or wait till she get older to mm-hmm. find out the truth. It's like giving up. Mm-hmm. I refuse to wait that long for my daughter to find out their mom was the problem that I wasn't around. Mm-hmm. I look at some of these TV shows and they just be attacking the dude. And then when come to find out, when they ask the mom what happened or what was going on, she say that same thing. He just wasn't around. He wasn't there. Was you allowing him to be there? Was you allowing him to be around? Was you mad because he had another woman and that? Like, I, let's stop using these excuses and using our children as pawns, mm-hmm. using them as tools because that's what that's what we're doing. And then the system sitting there with their legs crossed, like, yeah, come on, bring more money. He put him on child support. He paid. Interact. My daughter, when she, when my uh, child mother was my youngest, when we would go to the visit together, I started, I didn't know why, but she, when I give her to her, she would cry, scream, holler, come to me. She was cool, calm. Mm-hmm. 
And I felt bad, you know, I tried to do all I could to keep them all comfortable, but I just started to feel like all those bad things she was saying when she was pregnant with her. These kids didn't feel that. Mm -hmm. Like, literally. Anytime I see my daughter, my daughter smiles. Come running to me. These people that have my daughter, they have to understand. And I mean no disrespect, but my daughter is not your daughter. You know, for them to go take family portraits, her, her husband, and my daughter, and go tell everybody else that this is their child, that they adopted, that's a spit in my face, because you know I've been fighting. Mm -hmm. I have not hurt her husband, and then, like, all them threats he done made, and all that, like I told the dude, I kept my calm. Bruh, how's the audacity of you to sit in this room with five black women? Like, Come on, bruh. <laughs> We get the rumbling. They're not about to pull us off. Don't do that. I prefer you to do it with five black men up in here if you if you want to do so. Because we don't want to hurt no woman up in here. If you so much of a protective brother, like as he say. I got to tell some people. All this awakening, you can't just stop playing with it. Because sometimes you can just tell who's just a rookie to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, bro, be, be for real with it. If you was against vaccination, why you going to get my daughter vaccinated? Stop. I, was, I don't I don't like that. I don't like vaccination. Even her own mom, we agreed, do not get my daughter vaccinated. We did <laughs> we did want to get her vaccinated. They went and got her to you moment. Cam got something to say. I am a I, I do. I'ma let you tell your story. <laughs> no, Cam got something to say. Cam got something to say right now. That's all right. I've done that. This is your story. Um I do have something to say. Please. <laughs> you got something to say right now. I, that's fine if you don't want vaccinations, right? But. <laughs> Ooh, listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> but as someone who has a child with a chronic medical condition, I will say this. I think that we need a lot more education about vaccinations, Okay. Not necessarily <laughs> the point of what's going on in this room. Skepticism black people have for vaccination is understandable. Mm -hmm. For medical care, period. Because of the medical history mm -hmm. that black people have in America. It yeah. is highly understandable. We are to be highly skeptical mm -hmm. because we have been lab rats in the experiment of America. So it makes total sense. With that said, um, Vaccination also is the reason why we don't have polio mm -hmm. and why we don't have the plague and we don't have a lot of other stuff. Because this stuff ain't eradicated. We just don't see it. Yeah. That's why you can go to other countries like and we see these things that people really like children are dying from measles and mumps. Why we get so freaked out. Also why when we have outbreaks in this country, it is the unvaccinated kids who are the ones who are dying from these things that really the concept of herd immunity we shouldn't even be seeing so like when there's an outbreak of something and the schools are like it was the kids who aren't vaccinated who can't come to school because we know those are the kids that are going to get sick and that um people die I, I, and when i was in elementary school one of my friends um, sisters died from measles um and it used to be a very common thing and we just don't see it anymore but like he said, I also understand the skepticism of why 
black people in particular do not trust it. Even as a doctor, there are things I wouldn't get the flu shot if I wasn't forced to get it. Right, like, uh, <laughs> see that's the thing. But if you work in a hospital or in if certain you work settings, in a hospital, yeah. you have I used to. to work in a hospital, and they used to try to make you get that flu shot. Yeah. If you don't, they get you. You yeah. got to wear that mask, and yeah, I'm cool yeah. with the mask. I'm cool with the mask. I'm cool with the mask. And then the thing with the flu shot to get you, if you get sick, to get cured or whatever, or not. Not necessarily, but yeah, you can. Yes. You can have an allergic More reaction. More than likely you start to feel not so good for uh, for a minute. So it can evoke an immune response that is actually the vaccination working. Yes, it is. Right. And now <laughs> like, we're saying is the experience. Right. Not that it doesn't work, but the experience make one feel not as good as they did initially. And we also have to appreciate True. that people <laughs> die from the flu. True. That, that people do. who... Um, People have died from the flu shot as well. Yeah, but say yeah, because even with the flu shot. Now, so y'all gonna get me into statistics <laughs> well, here? Well, so l- let me. How many children they having? So I can't off the bat tell you that. Cambodia. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. How many children are dying from immunizations versus the flu? I guarantee you, more die from the flu though. That's all that I'm saying. Uh, but still, y'all don't think that's a lot of poking? I do injecting. I do, but I also think that anything we put into our body, like I said, enough water will kill you. Like, like yeah, anything yeah, yeah. that we put into our body, could, depending on our response, because we know that, right? Could the, the pharmaceutical companies, doctors, like we know that there is a risk. No one's denying that's why you have to sign the consent. Yeah. We also don't do a good enough job, I'm talking about the healthcare industry, at explaining, it's like, here goes the consent, sign it. Nobody reads the shit. Like we say, give them some Tylenol, they spike a fever. Maybe we should actually tell you why they're spiking a fever. And not that like, um, that it, this is just an expected response, right? Why the baby might feel bad. Like, you, like, you live in the chemtrail? Okay, we ain't gonna get off the track. <laughs> we, 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 we gonna, I won't talk about that. Hey, I was in uh when I was I, I, I was one of them special ed students. Okay. But I was a special ed student because, and this is you can ask my grandmother. I was moving too fast. I, you put the paperwork in front of me, it'd be done. Teachers would get mad at me for not completing my work with the class. It was just too simple to me. Like I, I was always a fast learner. Mm. Had these little armies, whatever. You get special ed, here come the medication. It's like, wait a minute, ain't nothing wrong with me. I had to take Adderall. And when I say that, Adderall, that's a street drug now. And I, I didn't know there was always was. Same Man, yo, you just be sitting there. When I say focused, <laughs> you be so focused. But they don't tell you, don't sleep, you don't eat. You know, and then when you start to come down off of it, here come the anger. You, you getting more mad. So they deuced it from 10 to 15. And from 15 to 30. I like, look. You get out of that. Not, no. I worry about that with a lot of these kids today because they got special education in elementary. And it's like, yo, ain't nothing wrong with these kids, man. They might... How can I... I don't really not explain. They put it in a good time. Me, personally, I feel like a lot of these teachers today, they should get a, a, a nice little raise. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these parents got to realize when your child come home, you st- you the, you the teacher, you the main teacher. You are the teacher. 
Some of these parents send the these kids to school and expect these teachers to teach them everything. Yeah. And that's the that's the problem. Because when the kid come home, you can see the difference from when they go to school. It's like, yeah. And then you will wonder why, okay, if the child did go home and say this teacher here was screaming at me or did. She was really giving you discipline that you're not getting at home. Absolutely. Like, you know. These teachers mean some of these parents do send these kids to school for uh, for the you know to be tough. Cause I mean I understand you might work all day, but as a parent, man, your job really never stops. So you still like you say you the main teacher, you you the first teacher. And some good or bad, you the first teacher. Good or bad, you the first teacher. So like you're teaching them something. Yeah, but yeah, I do think this. I think that a lot of these kids do have something wrong. Right, but I also think that I our, our kids in particular are overdiagnosed, are misdiagnosed, that um, are overmedicated. Um, Very much overmedicated. And I think it's complex. Yes, I agree. Um, and and I don't think that, um, and I think that just as. This is also why I'm an advocate for like, we, and I mean just black people have to be more present in certain situations. This is why we need more black doctors, more black child psychiatrists, more black therapists, more teachers, Mm -hmm. more like, like we have to be the one, if it matters, right? Exactly. Because I will say this, that I think that it does matter if the person who is giving you a diagnosis has an understanding maybe not specifically individually to you, but that there is a cultural understanding, not some shit that you learn in med school or or, uh, in your master's or your PhD program, but really gets it, right? And this is true for all communities. I think that even, hell, when I was in med school, I remember that there was like a push to get more (laughs) rural medicine doctors, right? And I'm like, you know who's going to be rural medicine doctors who really going to get those communities? People from those communities. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who are going to go back and are okay living in a town with 300 people. You got all these schools in the middle of big cities. These folks from these big cities ain't going to go living in places, right? (laughs) And they don't understand the culture of those places, right? Um, that why just even if you only speak Spanish, I see this a lot with my Spanish speaking patients with, um, that it makes a difference if the teacher can speak Spanish to the mother, to the parents, right? Mm -hmm. If the therapist is speaking Spanish to the kids and the parents that you don't have to have someone else in there translating or the mother is missing or the parents are missing everything. Because the kid has to talk back. So, like, I think that there is a certain amount of, like, collective responsibility and community responsibility. And and I know that. I know that as someone who, like, like I said, like, we got to explain better. I do think that it it is different if you genuinely feel. And it doesn't mean that other people can't care, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that, like, a white or Indian doctor can't care about my people. I just know that I that I have a different intimacy, right? Yeah. Like, like, like that the um, the level of responsibility is just different. Like I don't see some little boy who's acting out 
and trying to understand what now. Like I see my nephew. Mm -hmm. Like I, I see that, my cousins. Uh, some would argue that's because you're passionate about that group of people, but <clears throat> just a basic cultural competency would allow, like, uh, would mitigate some of the problems that we see in healthcare and teachers and policing, like. It, um, when 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 you think about in the legal system and dealing yeah. with children in, in, in custody and things like that, yeah, yeah. I'm listening. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but I guess like a society as a whole. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but go on. That's what I'm saying. The portrayal is bullshit. Yeah, very much. The portrayal is bullshit. Um, all my niggas today. Is good fathers. Mm -hmm. Few of them with the ladies, but a hundred percent of them, like one hundred percent, don't realize it's like involved. I got niggas who uh, one played basketball overseas for eight years. In fact, it was over. Every summer he came back. It was one summer he fucking rented an apartment two months where they stayed just to be with him two months. But then he come back and try to get him. Yeah, like one of them got five kids. He every other weekend or every weekend he's back in Tyler, Texas. Yeah. Like seeing one of them, seeing all five of them, having all of them together, like taking the Six Flags and taking yeah. Cowboy Games. Like, uh, that's important. Man, I'm talking like, nah, these niggas active. Yeah. You gotta be. Yeah. One of my niggas, he got a kid in Ohio, Alabama, in two parts of Alabama, I believe. And he see them all. Yeah. He drive trucks. He make sure he hit Ohio once a month. Yeah, that much vice like he. That's that's on the agenda. <laughs> Don't always be. Yeah, that's 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 mandatory. Man, not these niggas getting down yeah. with hills up. Like making a way for them to be active, for them to be present, for them to be visible. Yeah, like. Mm -hmm. That's that's. By me having two girls, man, that's so important for me. So so important. Because I, I know my, my girls love me. You yeah. know, despite the, the, the issue with my oldest daughter, I will always love she always, you know, could call daddy, but it's like if I was to get her the day or tomorrow, you know yeah. how dangerous that'd be for me right now? By being accused of something so sickening and her mom coached her to these things to be so hateful, you know, it's like I'll be dealing with so much. Not saying that I wouldn't have a problem with dealing with it, but I had to go get her some therapy or what or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want it for no check. Yeah. Like that's what really angered me. Because you was doing so bad, well you and I could have came together. Like I had told my youngest one. I mean, uh my son mom. If I was to give you one fifty a week compared to what they giving you I'm not taking out no taxes. They are. So you had to take this child support compared to the 150 I would give you every week. Give him or however, you know. It's the money. I noticed that if you if, if I had asked a couple of women, well, if they were to when you get your child support card and they told you that you can only get baby items, you can no longer go get your hair done or pay do all you know the stuff that they do with the child to put money in the day. If you was no longer to, to do that, then you would finally agree with the father 
to yeah, let me get this money. But then again, I ask myself, well, so you'd rather take the money instead of this father coming in here with big bags, boxes of diapers and all that. Or his presence. Or his presence and all that. Because that's what really matters. That's what matters. Providing. Why? Like I, thing you can accidentally run up on a good Christmas. You know what I'm saying? For a long time. <laughs> like, and we accidentally had a good couple Christmases. Man, I can remember my one of the good Christmas that mm-hmm. I had, you know. You, you can run up on one of them. Didn't know what toy to play with. He's like, damn. Uh, and they always lied. We doing flat good. Yeah, we doing good. <laughs> we doing good. But Shit. So, nah. It's, it's, and they still feel like, damn. I can't play with my brother. Yeah. My daddy gone. Yeah. Shit. Mama had to work all day for a nigga to get this. I couldn't talk to her about how I enjoyed the shit. Exactly. Can't even let, let no get pictures with him and shit. Now, that presence mouth. I that. But they say... I need the money. Like I had asked, uh, I had just—I got mad. I spoke out to the judge. I said, "Half of this child support going to their rent." I said, "Half of them, if they—if they rent is a hundred and some dollars a month by them being on housing, how are they asking for five hundred plus more? If I'm able to pay her rent, I should have a spare key if she got my child out of work. <laughs> she had to quiet the courtroom down because the women was up in there. Ah, nah. I'm just saying, you can have any of them man in and out. They don't be understanding that. Like, them kids pay attention to that. Different men in and out. Dude said earlier how the cycle going to repeat itself. And this was a white man that said that. The father is there, there's a fatherless <clears throat> large amount in the black community. It's steady rising, it's not getting no better. It has gotten better, just not being noticed. Because yeah. if we telling you the problem and we showing now this generation of men, uh, and there's no disrespect to my dad generation of men, but they were not the same. Yeah. Um, this generation of men take pride in um, raising their kids, yes. whether Too it's a pride. convenient situation or not. Like it's just a, it's a, it's a self pride. Like I will do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I will make sure that I meet this obligation. It's I mandatory. will make sure that, yes, it's non-negotiable. Yeah, exactly, none. Some of the music I do listen to, whether they, you know, promoting bad drugs or whatnot, mm-hmm. you'll always hear the man say what he's doing for his kids. Every time. Mm-hmm. Or you'll hear the father say how he's having a hard time seeing his kid. It's either or. It's either or. And it's like, you hear the beat, everything else. But when you get to that part, like, fast forward. Let's get back to the... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Get back to the, you know... The well, no, that's on his mind, too, though. Exactly. That's on yeah. his mind, too. Yeah. Take it to radio. 100% agree. It is. So, I have talked calmly to some of these people. I have nothing against nobody in the religion. You know, I don't knock nobody, but certain, certain people, I just... I can't talk to them because I'm going to get told the same thing. We fathers got told the same thing for 40-some years. Just pray hold your head up. Oh, we know that. <laughs> we know that. You can't just pray, eat a sandwich, and just kick back. You got to make movement. You know. I feel I'm powerful enough to put one foot, you know, in the door. But I need more men behind me. And half of these fathers ain't even seeing their kids or getting their visits. And you locking this up. And when you lock us up for six months, you putting out. Payment, not on hold. That stuff steady increases yeah, and goes yeah, up. Yeah, dude. I didn't know that neither. Yeah. 
that child support do not stop when you're incarcerated. Don't stop. Keep going up. And not that. only, that's their way of getting paid a little bit. Yeah. They get a uh, certain percent each day you locked up. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that though. 180 days. I mean, I know they make money off of people being locked up, but I didn't know child support got money. Oh, yeah. Why are you locked up? That's crazy. So, if you incarcerated for six months or whatever, what does that do? So, so like, mm-hmm. like that, that's also, that's you know. <laughs> that's something that you got to add to your, um when you go get a job and it pop up in your background, that's something else. That's all it really does. You just that's make sure like, like next a felony. Yeah. Oh, that is a felony. I get caught there tomorrow. I have my first felony. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, I so Federal. I was actually so in a similar situation with my oldest daughter with um, not through welfare, so it, it makes it different, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really was up to me um, yeah. that um, her father didn't pay child support, went to court, contempt of court, mm-hmm. um, and it was like. The judge was like, all right, y'all need to work out whatever, however you're going to pay back payment. Sounded good. He's like, cool, this is what I'm going to do. He never did it. And when I was told that day when we left, if you don't do it to him, like, you know, we were told if he doesn't pay, I need to come back to court. And let it be known. And let it be known. And that the thing that will happen is then he will go to jail. And I admit it. And I remember... And she's 18 now, so none of this matters. She's probably like four at the time. Um, and he had other kids. Remember thinking, as he didn't do do it, like this don't benefit anyone. If he goes to jail, he's not making money. He can't provide for the other kids. At least he's paying child support for. It. He can't help my child. Um. Fuck it. I mean, that really was like, like it, it was like, but it is a way to pit. Well, and like, at least like if he's visiting her, if he's getting her on the weekends or whatever, that's better than nothing. Right. Yeah, right. Like, like that really is. I like it. He's not. And I do think that there is an obligation. And, and I, I've said this to him before. I don't care if the woman makes a hundred thousand dollars a year and you make fifteen. Yeah. Still your child, you still have an obligation, whether you're given twenty dollars a week. Um, it's not about who can provide it, is that it is an obligation. Yeah. Um and it's just unfortunate. It is unfortunate that like even it is unfortunate that like even outside of that that like that is what you're told. Um when it just don't benefit nobody. It like, doesn't. Because no. the child, at the end of the day, you got to explain to the child why daddy's in jail. Mm-hmm. And then you also got to explain to them that you you told them you wanted your daddy in jail. I straight up told my son off top. I didn't lie to him so he cut anything to him. So if you see that I'm not coming up here to see you eat lunch with you anymore, it's because of your mom. She said, I don't tell I wasn't going to sugarcoat. He's seven years old. 
you know. Become people be so quick to come tell me what his mama's saying. So at the end of the day, your mom told the judge to take me to jail. Why'd she do that? I don't want you to go to jail, Jay. I don't what she gonna tell you when I'm not around for six months? She gonna lie to you and say I just gave up or let me tell it to you now. I know your mom. She gonna say I ran away or I didn't do anything. It's like she's not gonna tell him when he was born. I didn't know anything about this child until child support sent me a letter in the middle talking about a three year old. Like, wow. Okay. So you went, she had like three other men on paper. How are you obligated then? Because so that I don't understand. And they won't let you in, you in no DNA testing. Why isn't that a part of it? I, okay, I think I was like, I was still dealing with that CPS case with my oldest daughter. And, you know, at the time, I didn't know anything about child support. I had nobody supporting me or going up to, to these places with me. I had told him, uh, I asked him about the DNA. We had to go uh, come back. I took the mouth swab. Um, came back for the visit, uh, for another meeting with child, child support. She came. She didn't bring the child. So I was like, well, why ain't he getting mouth swabbed? And you had to... Yeah, I was like, why she get, didn't... You had to pay for the DNA testing. I, no, I didn't pay for it. Okay. I was asking him, because I guess about her dad getting... His DNA, uh, mouth swab or whatnot, I guess it wasn't a complete. However, they was explaining it to me, but I she one the, the OAG officer that I was talking to. As I think about it, as I got older, I started to know that she really tricked me into signing some paper because she said, "If the child is yours, would you want his last? Would you want him to have your last name or keep it?" I said, "I want my last name." That's it. That's how it got me. If you change the last name of the child, you qualify for child support. Yeah. Even if there's a DNA test later. It don't matter. I asked for see that they, they got matter. me. That don't matter. The so if you say child, I'm responsible, mm-hmm. this is my child. Mm-hmm. She said, if the child is yours, would you want him to have your last name? Or, and they change the last name. Or keep. Mm-hmm. Once they I change said, it. Yeah, I said I would you know, by she saying if I'm thinking, okay, she going that now they about to force her to make this child take the DNA. No. By me agreeing and saying, yeah, if he is mine, I want him to have my last name. She started documenting. So now, if you went and said, I want a DNA test, it wouldn't matter. I, I mean, Judge Torres got into so many arguments. Like I said, I've been handcuffed so many times and put in the back because I'm explaining to her, you're not talking to me. Stop talking to her. Talk to me. And she said, well, what do you want? I said, I want a DNA. Get you a lawyer. Hit the gavel. <laughs> Told me to get out the courtroom. Like I just started going off on it. Like I say, you, y'all don't listen. But wait, I'm confused. I can't <laughs> take the DNA. If you get a DNA test I, and, it's not your, and it's not your child, you were still obligated? If I go get a DNA test from Walmart or anywhere today, I think they're like $200. And I had him right now swab the test. They give you instant DNA. The court would not take that. I have to go through the courts to get their DNA. And that's going to cost me for the DNA and it's going to cost me a lawyer. Because right now there's a case open and the court appointed that I have ain't no help. They don't call you. They don't talk to you. You call, you're going to get a voicemail. 
So even if I was to go pay two hundred dollars and take a DNA the day or tomorrow, go take it to him on Monday. Yeah, shake their shoulders and be like, "Yeah, because <laughs> you have to have the court. Now I There's get, a court DNA yeah, test. I have to go that with, one's more expensive. Yeah, eight hundred dollars. Like seriously, my daughter, mom has put so much trauma into me. Like literally, I'd be afraid to even hug a woman. Like literally, I have no intentions on being in no relationship. Like literally, a woman would have to break or help me. Like literally, and I always reach out for women to help me because as a man, we need that. Yeah. That's a medicine. That's a medicine to us. All that other stuff these men be talking about. All she. Ah, bro, I like the club. I like the chill. It helps me. Color. She's listening. It's a vibe. And we can't, as men, feel that. I don't really know what to say. I'm going to keep it 100. All no, right. it ain't true. It's, um, it's human. It's human. Um, people are affectionate. Like, we need affection. The baby don't receive affection in the first year of dogs. Yes. Like, not kind of grow up unhealthy. Not kind of, like, no, it dies. It ceases to exist. Like, mm-hmm. we need affection fundamentally to survive as a human it's natural like the issue that men have with affection as again affection is equated with uh, femininity so if i'm affectionate i'm feminine we have a hyper yeah homo uh, anti-homophobic or homophobic culture where we um, but but i think even saying it is just even if it's feminine it's weak it is weak what yeah, yeah because it's unmanly yeah, yeah very unmanly that's what majority of them are saying today I have no problem with shedding my tears, but I've noticed when I've done so, that I have gotten you emotional, you weak, you straighten up and tighten up. You know, and I have to cut them off. You're going to go through that. Mm-hmm. Rather if I cry behind the tree and not in front of you or whatnot, it's, it's, it's the same. Yeah, 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 it's the yeah. same. So I just be wanting people to understand my passion yeah. versus my anger. Because yeah. my passion, they take it as anger. It's like, nah, fuck me, I'm just angry y'all not allowing me to be a father when y'all bashing me and labeling me as a deadbeat, no good man, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or that anger is an appropriate response or an acceptable, but sadness, but crying is not. That's really what it is. Like, it's okay, although it's like you ain't okay. Like, it's okay for you to act a fool and cuss and scream in in the break shit and be mad. But if I break down and start crying, I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm emotional. I have no, what they tell me, I have no uh, desire to do better. You're not a man because men don't act like that. You're not, you, you're not supposed to cry. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to go out and keep And they put forward. men emotionally between a rock and a rock because people are asking them <laughs> to be more emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. and at the same time they they negate the the space for a man to like grow emotionally mm-hmm. express those emotions verbalize those emotions yep. like most men have a difficult time talking about emotions it's hard like they talk like sad mad happy angry like they just it's very trumpy very one syllable, not a lot of thought into it because men have like kind of shut that developmental process down because again, emotions is weak, emotions is femininity and I don't want to be perceived like that. So we kind of 
stop learning about them, not stop experiencing them because right. emotions is human. Like, so we're still going through them, but and this is when that pride kind of get in the way because you was like when you learn it. Yeah, when you so learn initially it. you don't know. <laughs> yeah, because mm-hmm. anger and aggression are the appropriate like emotional expressions for men. So like initially you don't know you're being a man. This is why even women tell you outside of anger and aggression, you not you not a man. You're not a man. You're being unmanly, like because even they know what a man quote unquote is. Like, so you got to come to a space as an individual. Like, I don't know if this is like it. Yeah. I don't know if emotionally, like, this is the creme de la creme. I don't know yeah. if I'm nailing it. Like when I get mad, I go off. Is that cool? I don't like when people go off on me. Like you got to, and it, it's only when you start having them conversations with self because the group that raised you, the group that you with, they still think anger and aggression is appropriate. Right. Like you got to talk to yourself about, yeah, is this cool? And then bring that back to the group. Say, what y'all think about this? Yeah. True. You know, I think that, um, so this is one of the things that it is easy to be on the outside, and I'm speaking like as a black woman, right? Um, that like to kind of hold ourselves accountable for um, the ways in which, as we complain about this, right? As we want men to be better and to be different, I think that part of the conversation isn't just for men. Um, that that what are the ways in which we are reinforcing the problem, right? That that we don't talk about. That, um, yeah, black men in particular need a space where they can be vulnerable, where they can speak to one another, where they can feel heard because black men don't feel heard, right? And they don't have the space and some of that is intimate and they don't have the space and some of that is intimate with your partner, with your family, right? Um, But that I think as we think collectively as black people about um, what we have to do better that definitely some of the conversation has to be um, how us women acknowledging our role in this, that they just not created in a vacuum. Like if we, if most black children, most black men are growing up in single family homes, raised by their mother, maybe a stepfather, maybe, maybe not, you know what I'm saying? but what are the ways in which we too, like it ain't just like, cause you ain't got no daddy there telling, or a daddy reinforcing negative shit, the same shit he learned. Exactly. But like that we doing the same thing, boy don't cry. Mamas tell their sons that all the time, man up. Like your sister can cry and I'm a hug and love on her. Well, you yeah. going through the same okay. shit. You're also six. <laughs> or younger. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? You're also a child. That like it starts, that early and then like it's reinforced in our adult intimate relationships right like um then now we got to do a better job at like um because I do think everyone and I, I I truly believe this even although we don't necessarily we haven't mastered and we don't have the skills and that we are a group of hurt people all of us yeah we like, yeah. like from our inception of how we came to America there was destruction of us as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's why you, you say that, because I was just, just, you know, thinking deep. You know, when we look at slavery, you know, and we think about the families then, we only 
when we speak about we really speak about what we've seen on TV. Was black families even together then? Well, no, they weren't. See, and that's the thing. Like, that's not really like we would say. <laughs> well, the black families was together then, or we wasn't together. We was more like I say, like it's what they doing today with the uh, Mexican immigration. They consider us not immigration immigrants, but our children was also separated then, taken away. Now some people would sit back and try to tell me to bring back the black families then. And I say, well, what black family? We always looked up to these people. Well, not always, but in the time of slavery, yeah, we was always either picking cotton. Even our kids was out there picking. So what family did we really have? What what you know? It was always you know to keep the separation, keep it separated. Because one of the most dangerous things they say to have is a black family. Man, woman, and the children in the house together. Ah, oh, man, that's dangerous. They knew that. They kept a, they mm. kept a lot of separation. Oh, I don't know. I don't have any. What you got? <laughs> no, 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 no. This you misreading. No. <laughs> I swear, you know that I can't run from when I really got to say something. I really don't have nothing to say. I'm, a, I'm agreeing. I just say that. I, what you got to say? When have black families really just, a time where we just really came and just, you know, said, okay, well, you want to say kids? Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily black families. I'm going to speak on it like that because I don't know the time. I, I agree. Um, but I will speak on like a greater collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the form of manifesting the real action, King made the people uh, the boycott. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when they don't take the bus, that lasted for over a year. Um, people carpooled or walked. Right, um, yeah. Soles in their shoes wore out. Mm-hmm. Old people walked and wore out. Sacrifice. This is a town doing this. City. Yeah. Like a bunch of people. I don't know today. Like for instance, um, and this is one of our uh, bigger things. Um, we know that the bulk of retail is made in America between Black Friday and New Year's Eve. <laughs> like about 50% of it mm-hmm. is made between that time. <laughs> exactly. Love that. We flirt with the, the <laughs> idea of boycotting as black people. Only buying from black, you know, manufacturers at that time and black business owners at that mm-hmm. time to make a statement, not yeah. only to white people, but to black people themselves, like affirming ourselves, like, no, we can get through Christmas, we can get through Hanukkah, we can get through uh, a holiday or festival season in yeah. celebration with black in, in, in investment. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't necessarily have to go through Walmart yeah. every year. Yeah. Yet we don't. Like, we know how big of a statement that would be. Yeah, a big statement. Because we've been flirting with it for about the last five, six years. Yeah. We just, but we never... A blackout. A blackout. Yeah. And we've been flirting with it for half, over half a decade. And we're getting ready to enter a new one. <laughs> and then we still made Amazon all that money. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, Self-included. I ain't coming for nobody. Right. Self-included. Right. I, was, I was on there, too. Hey, look, the thing is... <laughs> 
we gotta get into it because that's like you said, you that I, I know I was. Wanted to get stuff for my kids. <laughs> and what I blamed it on to. <laughs> and what I blamed it on to. I wanted to get stuff for my kids. Because we're still American. Because. And we're still <coughs> in a capitalistic society. I won't even say because we. Yeah, I will I say, that. say that. Yeah. I don't want to say that about myself. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but that is a fundamental attribution error. Like, because I would say that about somebody else. Mm-hmm. I would say that they did it. What's don't a fundamental attribution yeah. error? Like it is, it is, it is me saying that the reason I do something is because of the situation. Like it's the holiday. The reason why you do something is because of who you are. Mm-hmm. You're American, and yeah. that's something. That, but to be honest, me too. Mm-hmm. Like fundamentally, I did it because it is a cultural norm. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have had a conversation with the kids about gifts for like, hey baby, that's American. I love culture. You. Yeah, that's American culture. It was Christmas time, and I love you. And that could be enough, and we could play a game, and we could go outside, and we could kick it, and that is my gift. Yeah. But I didn't do that. I went about tablets and shirts and, <laughs> you know, just a bunch of stuff. We, we took, and we ended up having to give it to other Books kids because I couldn't give it to my own kids. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like what you said about the family, like when was it? I think it's like, I think it's this fantasy, this like, um, that things used to be better. I, I can't say that, yes, like we can't, definitely slavery, right? But if we, if we pull it up some, right? And we talk about like the 20s, the 50s, it's like uh, shit, the 80s. Um, well, the funny. 80s get a little bit complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Before the welfare system, because I agree, I think the social welfare system did something similar to slavery, right? But that time in between the two. Statistically, were there more black married people? Were there more? Yes. yes. We can't get around that, right? But I also think it's like this make America great again shit that black people do is kind of the same concept, right? Like that this fantasy that things were so fucking perfect before. Just repeat this in a different way. No, I think that there were other issues that were, yes, there were more married people, but why, right? <laughs> like why? And also like every, I know at least from my mama's family, um, there was a lot of conversation about these women who didn't have the ability to leave, right? who were in terrible marriages, who were um, in very, like, and I don't mean just terrible, like, y'all, I mean, like, getting their ass beat every day. I grew up with a household yeah, of women. Yeah, yeah like, this is a story room. of a lot of people's yeah. great-grandmothers and grandmothers. In the room. They yeah. might go to church every Sunday and have their ass beat every Saturday night, going to church with broken arms and bruises and pretend, like, so that's when I, where I feel like it is a farce, it is a fantasy that like, and the fathers might not have been present. They may have been in the home. They may be gone for weeks, right? Um, See, that be, this, is, <laughs> this is part of my gripe with men and women when they say, and self-included, I used to say this, uh, I miss the times of old, as if I knew mm-hmm. anyway, you know. 
like, uh, oh, I really wanted this type of woman. Mm-hmm. And then you hear men, uh, women say, oh, I wish I was, you know, with men back mm-hmm. in the day because mm-hmm. that's what a real man. And then I think about it, like, as I see those men, because all of them ain't dead. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'd be like, oh, that's nothing to shoot for. You know? <laughs> right. Like, right. as I see those women, and I know those women, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, that's nothing to really have. Yeah. See, that's just something I wish I would have caught on. Yeah. Uh, little younger, but that's why I say it's important to have a father. So it's important for me to be able to teach. That's the little boy's mind today and not tomorrow's, you know. Like I always told if he ain't mine, we got a bond. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you do know who the father is, please reach out to him. Let him know he has a child. I can't, nobody can never force nobody to be a parent. Yeah. I wouldn't deal with you, but, you know, other than that, if that man were, you know, if, if, if it was to come down to that, if I wasn't the father and she did know who it was or whatnot, then yeah, let that happen. I'll always be there for a little boy no matter what, but, yeah. <laughs> and if they was to ask, I, I don't think he'd have no dad. But. Oh, no, I don't even know these people. <laughs> I don't think she think you the father. Because, <laughs> like, she, she, cause, like she, she didn't go she get that, that DNA test. She's like, you got to force her to do that shit. Like, like two, three, there has to be a reason to, why she didn't go do that. It has to delete that part let it be. Like, this, is, <laughs> uh, this is the issue. This is why we need to let it be known. Because stuff like well, that Let me happens. tell you, a woman who really think you the daddy? Bet. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, going, when you going, she going to beat you to the DNA test. Because that's what I started <laughs> to think. That's what I started to think with my youngest daughter. She kept saying I wasn't. But when I did leave her alone and wasn't around the bank, Kyle, she kept calling, kept coming around. I was like, yeah, you do know I'm the father. <laughs> that's what I kept telling myself. I was like, you do know I'm, I'm the father. Damn, I'm going to hate for you to go to jail though for it. I'm, I'm about to fight. Oh, trust me. Like I said, I can't wait. She got this warrant. It's all right. <laughs> If people don't understand, if I gotta make the news, however, I done reached out and wrote so many letters. If I gotta go, if they not, don't reply, if I gotta just drive up there myself, pull up, somebody's gonna hear this story. Yeah. Somebody's gonna hear it. Because I can sue CPS right now if I want to. And it's like, that's what I, you know, it has nothing to do with money or a come up. But I'm not playing with y'all. You know, y'all, y'all playing with me. Expect me to be like, okay, cool, whatever. I just wait till she's 18. Go on about my life, find another woman. Have No. <laughs> no, not me. And that's what it makes me mad with some of these men out here. Like, brother, what, you, what are you doing? You got other kids out here. I still got my life too, y'all. You do. I ain't saying not to have fun and still enjoy yourself. I cannot get serious with no woman that has kids and I don't got mine. I'm no disrespect to nobody that I, I don't have no opinion or no dictionary to tell you why I, that's just me as a person. What I follow, that's my rule, my goal. I'm going with that. I'm not getting serious with nobody until I got a serious bond with my children. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why my heart is where it's at right now. Like, you know, I can't got anything, but when they throw themselves at me. I'm here to chill, drink this beer, couple of drinks, watch this game, shoot pool. You wanna have a conversation? Cool, other than that, I don't wanna exchange no numbers. You can follow me on Instagram or something. <laughs> but other than that, 
I think about my children, and then and I feel like that's the smart thing for me and any man, woman to do. When you're going through, going through stuff like that, you have to focus on yourself. Because I lost myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a very goofy guy. I can make the whole world laugh if I wanted to, but I'm so emotional, torn up by not having my kids there to have those laughs with. I keep asking the question, and I'm gonna continue to answer until they give me a valid reason, which they never will. Why is it hard for a father to be involved? Why am I yelling at you, <laughs> telling you I wanna see my child? 